Because I'm telling you, a lot of people are going to run through those first three, 12, and 15, and they're going to fly right into round two. And it's going to be like nothing even like they didn't even start the workout. But then round six is going to happen. And you're only going to be seven minutes into the workout or eight minutes in the workout. And I think you're going to start failing on those wall walks if you don't have a plan. This is the Strategy of Fitness podcast. Our goal is to energize and entertain fitness enthusiasts by sharing insights from experts in the health and wellness community. From physical therapy perspectives to interviews with professional athletes, special operators, nutritionists, and coaches. We want to help you be your best self. Welcome to the Strategy of Fitness. Whoop in the strategy of fitness. It has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Check out the link in our Instagram bio. Get $30 off your first month subscription. Get the brand new 4.0 and start this year off right. Track your sleep, track your recovery, track your daily strain. There is no better tech to wear every single day and hold you accountable. Of course, this podcast is your weekly accountability, buddy, but there's nothing better on the market than Whoop. Check it out. Welcome back to the Strategy of Fitness Podcast. My name is Nick Cressy, joined weekly by Dan Gorn and Rob Rowland. Just Dan and I this week. What's up, Dan? I'm nothing, man. Just enjoying my night. We got a lot of fun stuff in store for you. It's going to be a quickie. I think those episodes were really well received last year. We did kind of those quick CrossFit Open recaps and got the news on 22.1. Obviously, we see how some of the elites did, so that's awesome. But we're going to talk about strategy and just some of the standards or some interesting standards with that one. So that's cool. We're going to recap Nick and his posse's a 4 by 4 by 48 challenge, as well as me and Shapiro doing the DECA fit competition. So I should have some fun stuff to talk about. It'll be a little quick episode, some recaps, and just kind of getting after it. But Nick, first off, first off, Nick, biggest question is, are we still friends? Of course. Okay. I was going to say, I, you've been very, you, you, I don't know. I just have I've heard a lot less from you about text. I know you've been doing the running thing. I was like, so you've been doing the running thing and like, you're busy with your sons doing wrestling now. And I just don't hear your opinions. You see, I get like, I think you're trying to put your phone down more. I used to get your opinions like 17 times a day. Now we're down to like 14. It's really, no, really, really mad. You, you caught me on a, a weird week. It was definitely a weird week because with, with the four by 48, the phone was perpetually exploding because I was in a 12 person group text and everyone was talking about their sleep or their this or their that. Yeah. It was fantastic. But at the same time, it required me to put my phone down and like walk away from it for long periods of the time. And typically I'm glued to my phone like everyone else. So yeah, that was that. And then, yeah, this kid wrestling thing, Holy shit, guys, two hour long practices. Luckily we're only doing a month of two hour practices, but it's twice a week. It's like, Holy shit. He's five years old, whatever. Look, I want to start with the DECA piece because that's, it's like a Spartan event, right? Yeah. So I think it's an offshoot of Spartan. It's under the same kind of flagship. It's an offshoot and pretty interesting little competition. So I just did 10. I'll, I'll kind of cycle through real quick, but it was 10 events and you just go straight through. So it was, they have this thing called a Ram. It's like, it looks like a foam roller, but it's 55 pounds. So, you know, it's just like a different weighted piece of equipment. So you started with that 30 reverse lunges with that, either you go on your shoulder or on your back. So you do that right into a 500 meter row, right into 30 med ball weighted sit-ups, right into a 500 meter ski right into trying to think now as, as I'm going through it, uh, farmer's carries with the dumbbell into assault bike deck D balls. I think it was 60 pound D ball over the shoulder. So it was pretty, pretty lightweight. I think 20 of those 
sled push pulls and it was those cool sleds. I, I'm going to butcher the name of them, but you know, the sleds that are on wheels and shit. Yeah. That like yeah, there's resistance. Are weird. They're, they're weird, but they're cool. I think it was very fair playing field. And then it was, then you had that 55 pound Ram again for 20 burpees to finish it off. So kind of almost like a CrossFit Spartan hybrid type of deal. And you just go through as fast as you can. So it's just four time. You start at zero, you end when you end. And it was pretty neat. It almost sounds like a combine type thing, you know, like you're, yeah. you're just running through a gauntlet and it's, it's one time, right? And yeah, you just you go, you basically. Yeah. And so I did it with my buddy Shapiro at the gym, who's, who's in fantastic shape, right? Like, I mean, he's just on another planet right now, but he finished first. He beat literally every single person there. And How was the turnout? Good. I think it was 54 people. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So 54 men and women, some for, there was a, it was a CrossFit off the grid which is in, I think, Williamstown, New Jersey. And a lot of their members came, people from around. And then they had like a crew from North Jersey that like does these races. So there was like some people there with some experience. Obviously, me or Dave didn't have any experience, but we kind of hopped in and they're pretty, pretty decent for ourselves. So that was really cool. I, I recommend anyone to go out. And even if you like, it would be somebody perfect for our buddy Alex or like my brother to train for. It's like definitely going to ramp up the heart rate. It's going to do a lot of good stuff, but it's not like anything like CrossFit where, you know, if you want to do well in the open, you have to literally sell your soul to the devil, you know, of CrossFit. This is yeah, something you can, you can like, have fun with. And it's not, not too like crazy as far as weights or, you know, okay, Yeah. So when we're, when we're taking a look at the weights, a 60 pound D ball is probably one of the most challenging pieces of that workout for someone that doesn't lift a lot, but let's say you're just a cardio fiend. None of that stuff's going to break you down, hurt you. You can pretty much all. do it all. So I, I do think it's pretty cool. I've never actually talked to anyone that done it. What would you end up getting in the competition? I got seventh place out of 54. Nice. Yeah. So that was pretty decent. And then I think overall, there's like a national leaderboard. So I take this around like everywhere. So I think I was top, like, I think I was 120 out of a thousand. Um, yeah. So, so not terrible. And I'm assuming um, it changes every time they host one of these. I think it's the same standard workout. I think they're just trying to get ground more. So, so the guy did it with Shapiro, I think it's deck fit. And then they have a running component too. And he's going to try to qualify for like, coincidentally, they're having the nationals in Atlantic city right up the road. Now this wasn't a qualifier, but they have certain qualifying events. You go to Chicago and you qualify, you can actually do these races like on a, on a grander scale. The deck of fit is purely for just kind of fun competition. There's no qualifying component to it, but kind of neat, neat thing. Very cool. Cool, quick, efficient. Definitely check that out. D E C A, correct? D E K A. Deck of fit. E K A. Got it. Well, the opposite end of that is not efficient and not quick, which was the four by 48. Very good turnout this year. Basically, I'm, I'm traveling for work, going to Mexico. It's going to be sick. I'm not working, but work is sending me on a trip first week of March. So I won't be able to do the four by 48 challenge when I'm supposed to. And, you know, messaged the group that did it with me last year. And they said, yeah, we'll shift. So we picked the three-day weekend, which is actually perfect. I would suggest if you're going to do it, maybe take off the Monday anyway, because it kind of sucks. And I think I already told you guys, but basically I was doing four four-mile runs, four 10K rows, four 20K bike ergs. I did the four four-mile runs, a 20-pound vest on. And, you know, it's a great annual thing that I think I'll do this year. My body felt great because I didn't beat it into the ground doing something I don't do a lot of. I will say I was super impressed with some folks in the group that, you know, are moderately into fitness and they hit all 48 miles on the run. It was really, really like inspiring and cool to hear people, you know, really sucking it up and these are normal everyday folks that aren't psychopaths like us that are just like, yeah, I'm down for a challenge. 
And, you know, you, you kind of find out who you are at two in the morning when it's, you know, real feel AccuWeather says it's seven degrees out and people are hitting the pavement. So really fun. Yeah. yeah you want to shout out by name? Cause I think it's fun. I, I, I tried to do an Instagram post with everyone that participated, but yeah, I'm sure I'll leave people off. Yeah, I know off, it's, it's tough to get everyone, but yeah, yeah just off know, the top of my head, obviously Mallory, my wife, Alex King, Tyler Luff, Liz Luff, Devin Reed, Devon Reed. You have your buddy, Andrew, who, who, who oh. actually, he, so, so he won the event. So I, I was not participating in this. He won the event because he chugged the fucking natty. He had a host of, of, of wounded soldiers there by his side after this event. Uh, Andrew Diner was an absolute legend. My sister, of course, Jackie, I kind of overlook her because she does this shit. This is like Jackie's. Like, this is like Jackie's. Like, I it's, feel it's like a standard Saturday. Like it's yeah. not even hard for her. So yeah. like she says, she she's. Did uncomfortable and it's like maybe because the weather sucked but she ran right through this shit and then some, some of luff's buddies so very cool but yeah andrew diner legend he did the bike run row as well but he he ended every single one with a natty light shotgun i kicked off every run with a natty light shotgun so i still think he takes the cake he's the winner of the weekend and man, it was just fucking great. It was great. Alex King and Nicole came to my place to to finish it up. We all ran together. Nicole's training for the marathon. She didn't want to interrupt her, her marathon training for this. But, you know, it was it was really cool. And I'm hopeful, you know, next year we can all do it as a group, as a pod. And, and you know, just keep growing it. Because you know, there was 12 people this year doing it on, an, on a different weekend. And we can get 15, 20 next year and eventually do it, you know, get a big ass Airbnb, get a kegger and call it a fucking weekend. Yeah. So is the official weekend going to be not this coming weekend, but the next weekend? March 5th. Yep. March 5th. Okay. You're, are you considering or are you doing? I'm considering the opens that night too. Like, cause I'm, not, I'm missing Friday night lights at the gym this Friday. Cause I'm doing, and again, the open is still, you know, definitely going to hit that. Cause the workout came out, we're going to talk about that, but I'm kind of going like with open, you know, just kind of, if the workout suits me, I'm going to do it. I'm going to sign up for it and get in as much as I can. And this workout is, you know, I've worked on all those movements a lot, so I'm really excited for it. But yeah, the four by four by 48, it's one of those things that, you know, if you've never, I know you were the military, if you've never had to wake up at 2 a.m. and, you know, me at a far, far less scale, which is almost laughable to even compare, but, you know, frat hazing, you know, they wake you up in the middle of the night, you got to do shit or you got to stay up all night. And it's really miserable. You know, it's really miserably cold. It's a suffering. And what is the echo equivalent? Because that's my only real piece of equipment. I could go to the gym with the, the yeah, I guess we'd have to come up with the echo equivalent because I'm not I running. I even know. Uh, I mean, it's like, it's like you, you had a real bad, you know, Achilles thing, right? Because you just, you just ran all this stuff last year. You smartly learned and it switched it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just beat my, my, my right knee into the ground. It was an IT band thing. And then, yeah, my Achilles was, was bothering me for a while. Yeah. I don't know what the, the echo equivalent would be. You know, I was, I was on the biker for about 40 minutes. Every time I was on that rower for 37 to 39 minutes. So whatever that equals out to, I mean, you could just say, I'm going to do 40 minutes on the echo and that, that would be it or 37 minutes on the echo and call it a day. I think you'd have to have a calorie goal. You know, something. Uh, I feel like a calorie goal is probably a good idea. And at the end of the day, the whole point is just get up and do something, right? right. Like it yeah. doesn't matter what the fuck you're doing. The run will be the most enjoyable part because sitting on that bike for 40 minutes sucks. I've done it before. Oh, like, oh yeah, I know you have. Paul Timmons challenged me for the 30 minute, 30 minutes yeah. for calorie calories for time. That was one of the 
And I, I try to be tough. Like I like he was around. I was like, that was, you know, come on. I was <laughs> fucking dying on the inside. So boring. Like, yeah, yeah. It was, well, it was, not only it is it, pretty not not only it suck, but it's boring. So uh, shout out to everyone. Like, and then I, I text a couple of pictures that got back to me. Really amazing feat. Like you said, if you're not like, for lack of a better word, just like psychos about it, like we tend to be here. Like that's the stuff we're trying to inspire. So it was speaks to kind of what we're doing that you got a crew and they got excited about it. Like that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And get it on this challenge before it gets too big. I'm telling you, like it is going to be one of those trendy things in five years. It's going to be Murph. I really yeah. think it's going to be like that big of a deal. I already see it all over LinkedIn. Like people that didn't even know what the hell it was, or was at, asking me questions about it last year. There's, there's big sponsorship behind it. So like Goggins brand is not going anywhere, no matter how soft this world gets. Yeah. That motherfucker is just getting harder and getting more people to to speak about it. So I you know the thing about Goggins is he he's so hard. Like I I, I remember when I first heard him on Rogan's podcast. I think that's where a lot of us were introduced to him. I couldn't believe that a human being like him exists. I mean, honestly and truly, like that is and I think it's really cool. Like sometimes when I get bummed out or I get down on myself or, you know, I think we're all struggle with how much can one person impact life, right? Like how much can I do to impact other people? Goggins shows he's one person. He was a dude who was fucking broke and fat and lazy and wouldn't do shit and cried after he couldn't run a quarter of a mile, right? It does not get any worse than that. And look at what he's inspired now. He's inspired every motherfucker across the country to get off the couch and run at four miles at two o'clock in the morning. That's what one person can do. That's what one person can do. And, and that's inspiring. I think that's fun. like, and I don't use that word lightly. I don't think I've ever said the word inspiring in the fucking three years of the show, but that's fucking cool. I totally agree. I totally agree. And when you take a look at it like that, like <laughs> the group thread was just, relentless on Goggins. We were obviously making light of it, but at the end of the day, he was the fucking reason we had to bug up our ass to go do it. And yeah, the, the word is inspiring. So it was really fun. Hopefully you get into it. If you can work around, I know Rob was considering doing it. So if you do it, we should definitely make him do it. I think if, if I, if I do it, I'd like to do it with somebody. I know it was kind of a bummer. My parents were here all weekend. Yeah, It was, it was Max's birthday. You know, I'm doing shit all weekend. It was, it was kind of a, kind of a rough weekend. I know it's, it's, you know, easy to cop out, but Hey, I, I, you know, I I keep it pretty regular. I'm not missing any fitness. Don't worry. Well, let's talk about 22.1. It announced today at 3 PM Eastern, pretty interesting workout. I'll run it through it and then get your first hot take on it. So 15 minute AMRAP. It is three wall walks. It is 12 alternating dumbbell snatches and it is 15 box jumps with a mandatory step down. You cannot rebound. What are your thoughts? I like it. I, I, I just like anything. And, and hopefully this is a trend you'll see. Cause I think it started some last year where these workouts, it's, it's not like you have to be an elite crossfitter to do this. All right. Wall walks are hard. I mean, you take everybody off the street, like you, you know, but I, I think if you were in a box working on them for, you know, six months, eight months, like you could get some wall walks down dumbbell snatches, kind of same deal. And then box jump overs, kind of the same deal. So I, I think it's a, 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 I like these types of workouts where if you're great, you're going to shine. If you're the fucking top 0.0001%, you're going to finish the top 0.001%. But if you're on that borderline, like I love, and again, everyone's a narcissist. I'm fucking included. Like I'm on that lower end. Like this is a workout. That's not too crazy where I can really push it. It's body weight and it's a 50 pound dumbbell. You know, like, that's great. I love that stuff. If I'm in great shape, if I did what I'm supposed to, I'm going to show out and do well. If I have been slacking, 
it will show. So I like that. Overall, I think it's a it's a pretty fair workout, and I think it's a well designed workout. Now I haven't tried it, <laughs> so we'll see. As I'm actually fucking doing it, as I'm crying on the ground, you know, we'll see how it how it looks. But first impression is that it's a fair, good open workout. What what says you? Well, my first thought is side tangent. Does this mean are we going to start seeing a stray from? The CrossFit of old, where it was like, get over that box however you want. Are they going to start doing safer movements in these beginning rounds? So what really makes me think, how long since we've been talking about this sport, have we been hating on kipping handstand pushups? Like, I'm very interested to see if if there's handstand pushups, is it like they have to be strict? Until you get to a certain level of CrossFit, maybe it's the semis where you can start doing the higher skilled movements. So I'm interested to see if this goes anywhere or if these box jump mandatory step downs are are unique. Just first pass at the workout, it kind of reminds me of the one a couple years ago with the the dumbbell thrusters and the toes to bar and the double unders, small sets of everything. And you can kind of as long as you can keep your breath about you, I think you can stay steady on this. I don't think any movement is going to blow out your lungs. So it's going to be, hey, can your can your shoulders withstand the three wall walks into the 12? And then can you keep your breath regulated on the 15? That's the way I see it. So I'm going to do some testing on it on Friday morning, and then I'll probably go after it on Saturday. You're going, you're doing Friday night lights. No, I'm going to Oyster Street Friday night. Oh, so cool. Sunday Sunday morning, I just texted Dave. I was like, if uh, I was like, yo, if you guys want to come to the gym and, and just laugh at me and watch me suffer, you know, like I said, I have some glorious finishes in the open. Like last year, I had a great finish, but like I have some catastrophic and cataclysmic. If you know me, you know I'm always on the run, up early and home late. So having a three hour morning routine isn't really in the cards for me. What is in the cards is AG1. It's a fast way to get vitamins and minerals I need to perform. I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted a single solution that helps support my entire body by filling in nutrient gaps and simplifying my morning routine. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've always felt strong and energized and ready to attack the day. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and more, it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's one scoop, mixed in water, once a day, and every day. I know that AG1 is giving my body high-quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process so you know that it's safe. And AG1 ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrition density. AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. Here is your chance to start every day this season with a gift to yourself. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash proven grit. That's drinkag1.com slash proven grit. Check it out disastrous too so either way you know you're getting fireworks you know when you yeah, come so to watch me do an open event yeah exactly so and again I'm, I'm happy to you know so i'll probably be doing that let's see if anybody at the gyms like usually there's a couple scragglers that like couldn't get there friday for whatever reason so yeah it'd be fun if there was somebody to do it with. be pretty sick
I did talk to someone who's already done it. He's, he's an older gentleman. He did it in the 55 age group, but he said, pace the early rounds of the box jumps. He said he got out of breath and it ended up slowing his wall walks down. And he said, if he could do it, and he ended up getting like seven rounds. I don't know what the RX for a 55 year old is. Might just be low, lower weight. But Sometimes they push the wall walk further away from the wall too. Okay. Hard. I, I don't know. I, I could be totally wrong with that. I'm not sure either. But he basically was just like, be careful on the the box jumps. Just don't burn yourself out. Don't blow your lungs up. And if you look at Vellner and Olsen, when they did it, looks similar, right? Like, keep it steady, keep it consistent. And even Vellner at the end of the workout, when they asked him about it, he was just like, what you don't want to do is be gassed at any time of this workout. So if when you're practicing this, you're ramping your heart rate up to 180. You shouldn't be like, that's not the point of this workout. This workout is put it at 150 and pin it and work out for 15 minutes. Right. So almost like a 40 minute EMOM type where like you shouldn't be dying at any point of this workout. We'll see. Always easier said than done. Yeah. I love, I, I love the dumbbell snatches movement. Yeah. I, I think it's like, you know, cause there's a skill to it too. So if you're a beginner and you have to set that, that dumbbell down each time, like you're going to lose time. And again, that's just a CrossFit veteran. Like you have that dumbbell awareness, the box jump over and the step down. I'll tell you why I love that. And, you know, I think Rob's talked about it on here is the, the jumping down from the box. Now, this is a little different because it is an over, right? Where people tend to tear their Achilles. And I was just explaining this to somebody at our gym. And literally the girl next to us was like, I tore my Achilles doing that <laughs> was when you okay. jump up and you jump back and down, that puts a massive load of the Achilles, especially if you're not like you know, really used to doing that motion. So people can get away with it, but again, it's just a risk you don't need to take. So I like that you're stepping down Taylor side. I think it standardizes the movement makes it, I guess, for the elite, elite, elite people makes it a little harder to like separate. I guess, would you think that's a little harder to separate with the step down? Yeah, that's what they were saying too. They said that what they saw was people were doing anything possible to get off that box as fast as possible. And they weren't like it wasn't a fitness standard. It was a get off this fucking box, like be dangerous if you have to standard. Mm. They're like, this really evens the playing field. You, you can only move so fast if you're doing a step down, but you know, like you're there's not. Only, yeah. Yeah. There's no, no bounding. Yeah. Overall, I think it's a fair way. It'd be interesting. I think it's, I think you're going to see a lot of people. I don't know where they're going to get burned out, but like, like you said, I think somewhere it's going to get you. Somewhere I don't know what for me for me I could I could tell you the wall walks will be the hardest part. Yeah, and what you don't want to do is get no repped, right? So on those wall walks, even if you have to lay face down for a second, catch a breath, and get it on the first try, sets of three are really small. You're going from there to a very manageable dumbbell. You can get your breath on the dumbbell, and then the 15 step over or box jump step downs. Again, you're really just letting your shoulders rest as much as possible so you can go hit those three wall walks. So I think this is one of those ones that will accumulate, but I think there's going to be a whole lot of people finishing in round, call it eight through 10. The pros got 11 with very little notice. I'm betting there's going to be some studs that get into the 12s, probably, probably faster than that if they want to be. But I think the vast majority of folks are going to be, you know, call it seven to seven to high nines, seven to tens range. Yeah, I'm looking at like six to seven for myself. I'm like thinking like, wow, that would be, you know, I think pretty good. Who knows? Maybe a little bit better, maybe a little worse. I guess the play is just as you were thinking, it kind of clicked in my head, right? And and this goes into what your friend said about it. If you take the box jumps a little slower than you think you need to, 
It gives your shoulders more time to rest and you're not ramping up your heart rate. So that seems to be the play. I'd go heavy on those first three wall walks, snatches as fast as you can, slow box jump overs and see how long you can hold that. Cause that, that does that, that seem like a decent strategy. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. It does. So that's what, that's what I plan to do. And again, I'm going to test it tomorrow. Hard work pays off programming, set out some good stuff. And I'm not trying to, you know, steal their thunder here. Cause you have to pay for their, 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 their open prep, but you know, that's what they basically said. They say, do some, do some wall walks on their own, do some dumbbell cycling on its own, do some box jumps and then do mini sets of three with like one, six and nine. So smaller rep ranges, but just see how your body reacts going through each of the motions and then, you know, put it together on game day after you've actually paced it and see, Hey, where is my heart rate spiking? When are my shoulders actually catching a pump? Cause I'm telling you, a lot of people are going to run through those first three, 12 and 15, and they're going to fly right into round two. And it's going to be like nothing even like they didn't even start the workout, but then round six is going to happen. And you're only going to be seven minutes into the workout or eight minutes in the workout. And I think you're going to start failing on those wall walks if you don't have a plan. So we'll see. I'm excited again. I think it's a super inclusive workout. Yeah. And not, not inclusive in a bad way. I think it's, yeah, I I like that word uh, in these types of settings. Cause again, to me, the quarters and the semis is where you, you need that you know, exactly. that's where, you're, you that's, where you're, that's where you're snatching 185 and doing burpee yeah. box jump overs. Like that's a perfect workout for people who can do it. You know, exactly. it's not, not the majority, but I'll say too, like, you know, the wall walks, the I'll share a workout. Cause it's a good workout we did on Friday. It was 50 wall balls. So it was a, a 20 minute time cap, 50 wall balls, 20 pounds, obviously 30 power cleans at 95, 15 wall walks, 30 power snatches at 95 and then 15 bar muscle ups. So I, was able, I got that in 1920, but that was an interesting one with the wall walks followed by the power snatches, followed by the bar muscle ups, another kind of shoulder, shoulder burner. And, and you kind of see where your shoulders are, but the wall walks on that, I kind of overpaced, but I definitely learned something. I just literally, I would do a wall walk and sit there and count to 10. And, you know, it was slower than I probably could have gone, but I'll tell you the first wall walk was almost as good as, you know, by my 14th and 15th. So I, I think that was a little thing that I learned where I'm like, I might just need a little bit more time to recover in the shoulders. I'm obviously not going to take that much time. I don't think with an open wall, but maybe a five count or three count or try to establish a number in my head where I'm wall walking and I come back down and no matter what it is, one, two, three, and then we go again. So something in my head where it's a, that, that timing mechanism and that way it kind of, kind of helps me stay centered during the workout. Yeah. And another thing to do, if you did this stuff last year, go back and add up all the wall walks you accomplished in 15 minutes with all those ridiculous double unders. It'll give you some confidence because even if you did 10 rounds of this, which you're probably not going to do the vast majority, that's only 30 wall walks. And I looked back last year and I was like, oh, wow, I did like 49 or 50 wall walks. And that was with damn near broken legs and like 500 double unders so you know <laughs> definitely not definitely not as insane as the last time we saw wall walks at the open would you agree no yeah i i think this is this is much it's a bite-sized version is, it, so. is this a castro workout or no what's your thoughts i don't think so i don't think so either this seems too I, nice this is way too nice in my opinion yeah castro castro would have like there there would have been like a pit of sharks under you i think coming down from those wall walks or something <laughs> like something fun you know yeah something like something a little different All right, cool. Well, let us know how you do. Hopefully this is helpful. Look, there's a ton of YouTube information out there to to make sure you do the standards, right? So make sure you do that. Let me do a quick read for Deep Athletics. That's the AI programming run by Aaron Adams. He is 
great Olympic lifter in his own right. It is an app. You download it from your phone anywhere you get apps. Once you put in your information, Aaron will come up with a customizable program for you that will help you reach your fitness goals. Deep Athletics, again, you can find it on the App Store and listen to the pod that me and Aaron put down last week. I know this is a quickie, but we still need to hit the staples. Have you been streaming anything great? Because I have. I'll just go real quick. It's a rewatch Band of Brothers I started last night. It just makes me happy. It's the best war movie slash miniseries of all time ever. If you haven't seen Band of Brothers on HBO, please watch it. So what you got, Nick? What you got, Nick? Have you started watching this Kanye documentary? You're going to sucker me though, Kanye. Go. Your floor is yours, sir. I have not. Oh, well, there's a documentary. It's three parts, maybe four parts. The first two are out. They've been released once a week, starting two weeks ago. And it is this unknown guy when Kanye's unknown. And it's just him trying to get college dropout made. So it is his rise from being a low-level producer and beat maker and him walking through Rockefeller and walking through, walking in and, and pitching himself as a rapper and these guys just not taking him seriously over and over again. And him like behind the scenes doubting himself and then being like, no, fuck that. I'm not doubting myself. I'm great. And like writing all of the fucking songs that we all ended up loving. It is incredible i watched the second episode today i had it on during work so i was listening to it but you will fucking love it if you like what platform netflix netflix okay i remember kanye when i was in college and through the wire came out that was my freshman year so did like maybe. a 25 minute thing on through the wire his bounce back from like him right being- well he, he got his jaw wired shut yep. right yeah and, and and I remember listening to that on like college radio. You know, they had like the college yeah. MTV. It was back in the day when like I had music videos and it was like college MTV. And that song played all the time. And I think everyone kind of knew that it was like something special. But then when Jesus Walks came out, it was, I mean, game game over. I mean, and I think that's why me and you and our generation like has such a feeling. Like, I wasn't the biggest Kanye fan, but like everyone fucking knew those songs. Like that is Kanye West for people our age. I'm 37. You're about 34, 35. Yeah. Like for our generation, I mean... We know every fucking song that guy did. And it's just like, people are wondering why we're still interested. Like that's our fucking soundtrack for our youth. You know, there's a lot of those Kanye songs, whether you loved them or, or not. I mean, it's just there. And it, and it's so interesting how he's making all these beats and he gets on the, the blueprint with Jay-Z and then he's trying to get to Jay-Z and trying to, he's walking around different offices in Rockefeller in, in the offices in New York. And he's like playing all falls down for these like random women that work there. And they're like, not even listening, <laughs> like playing on their phone. And he's like, obviously like gets dejected and takes the, takes the cassette out and goes to the next room and does it somewhere else. And it's just like over and over again, just having the, I mean, look, every genius is kind of flawed because it, it happens over and over again. And I'm not so sure he's, I guess he is a genius musically. This really just highlights like, man, he started just grinding and you forget it because he's such a sideshow now, but you, you will love it as, as a music fan. So check it out. And I think it's called Genius, J-E-E-N-Y-U-S. See, that's that, that's exactly why everyone hates Kanye. It's like, like that that title It's like, okay, just A, you named a genius. Can't just spell it like genius spell. But, but anyway, I, I digress. That's is like here's a question for you when kanye west is doing that like 
you said it, it, it's an art of genius. This is an art of, uh, or not an art of, it's, a, it's an act of genius, but is it also an act of almost insanity? Like nobody else would keep doing it after hearing the word no so many times other than a complete and utter lunatic. Who also is probably pretty good at music, but like it is, and again, somebody who's played music at a very low level, like just for frat parties and shit. But if somebody's like not watching you or doesn't care, it is like the most gut-wrenching, you know, if somebody thinks you suck, like it's, it's a shitty feel. To go to people you respect, like I could imagine going to somebody I respect, the JC, you know, a major label, and they're like, this isn't it. And then you keep doing it and you keep hearing no, and they keep fucking pushing. Is that a mark of genius or is that a mark of pure lunacy? Well, I think there's a little bit of both, right? I think they are they're they're different because they like him specifically, he was just he was so happy, but was never content with the beats and just was like guys would bring him in and he'd freestyle and they'd be like, Oh, he's the best rapping producer. And he'd be like, no, fuck that. I'm not a rapping producer. Don't compare me to other producers. I'm a rapper. I want to be a rapper. And then, you know, he's, he's playing his beats in front of like consequence and other, other rappers. And they're just trying to take his beats, but he's like, no, no, no. I want you for a, a, I want you for a verse on my three verse song that I do two of. And like you said, there's a little bit of just, I mean, look, there's, the height of narcissism, which he has, but also just a persistence and stubbornness and just a belief in himself that I think, you know, it's kind of like a Tom Brady thing, like, uh, like, like any of the greats that do anything. It's like, I'm gonna prove how fucking good I am, you know, like, and I'm going to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And like, this is 30 years ago. Now the guy's been doing it now. Unfortunately, he's taken a turn for the worse. He can't make a fucking song that I like at this point, but that first album, as good as it gets. Yeah, I think his first, I mean, gosh, four or five albums are terrific. No, yeah, they're and, all and, great. And it gets back to another point I have, and this is like a weird music point, but sometimes traditional is terrible. Like, when you watch American Idol, right? American Idol's been on for about 15, 20 years, and they'll have the best singers in the whole country. You scour the country with the best singers. How many of them hit? Like, it's not, not as much as you think, right? Mm-mm. Like, I would say, like, my joke is, if you took Bob Dylan and you put him on American Idol, he'd finish. He'd be literally the one that you laugh about. He'd be like the outtake person that you would. But he's different, right? That's why his voice resonates. Janis Joplin is why their voice resonates. Like Kanye, again, he probably doesn't fit the mold of a common or a Talib Kweli or like some of these traditional hip hop artists. He's not as poppy or as polished as Jay-Z. Like he's kind of his own little window. And some people think that he doesn't rhyme as well or doesn't rap as well. But the fucking thing is he's a one of one. He doesn't sound like anybody. And the same thing that made his stardom, you're also not going to pick up on that initially. And I think that's what fucks these people. Like, that's why the show American Idol hasn't produced a major hit. Axl Rose, another one. I know you're not a big Guns Rose fan, but he's a fucking weird guy. He's got a horribly weird voice. It's unpleasing to a lot of people, but it hit. You know, whatever that is, it hit. I know. I know. It's key. It always shows itself in the arts. It's really weird. Like if you, if you think of actors and, and musicians and painters and whatever, like they're always seems like the really, really top echelon. They're always, a, they're paying a price for that somehow, some way. Sometimes it's self-provoked like Kanye. You can kind of see it's probably manifest over the years, but sometimes they're probably just a little fucking off. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, think of all, I always tell people too. think of all the kids that played an instrument or played in choir, you know, band in high school, like, those free spirits, they're not also the most grounded people. They're not the ones who are, you know, acing their book reports and showing up to baseball practice on time, you know, a little off. 
Might be the ones uh, smoking weed behind the bleachers, you know? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Any hitters that you've been bumping recently? The one I stole from you, Fuck Them All, The Dangerous Summer. Great song. Right? That was a great song. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with it. I like it. I feel like there's a comeback for the, like, the, uh, the, the emo, the screamo. I feel like it's like there's a new generation of bands that are like, why don't we just make the Taking Back Sunday album with some new lyrics? And I am here for it. They can literally redo it and I'll, I'll listen to it. My Chemical Romance is one of the headliners for Firefly this year. So I have Hustle and Motivate by Nipsey Hustle. My buddy Luff sent me this video the other day. And it's like an eight minute long <laughs> just movie, essentially, of Nipsey Hustle driving in the back of a you know cop car, just being a psychopath. R.I.P., of course. Great fucking song. If you have some bass in your car, turn that motherfucker up. You will love it. I also have a book, too. Have you read Malcolm Gladwell's Talking to Strangers? Yeah. Just about halfway through it now. Really good book. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I think Everything I put it out there for this one. I think you did too, but I really did good. get to it. And like everything else he does, just fantastic and genius. And I mean, I hope everyone's ready for our next episode where, where me and Nick break down the Russia-Ukraine situation for everyone. Because I mean, there's a lot of misinformation. And I think the only place you can clean that up is the strategy of fitness. What do you think? <laughs> you know, this fucking world, everyone's got a microphone now. So, you know, it's just everyone's either a financial wizard or they know everything about you know, the ecosystem. Now everyone knows everything about Russian and Ukraine. Oh my God. Is it, you is know, it, it, just, it is what, so nauseating. I can't wait. I can't wait for the next thing that hits the news next week. So I can hear more dipshits that don't know shit. Tell me what the <laughs> fuck I should know. Isn't it insane? Like, like I could, and here's the, here's the sad part about 2022. Like I could come on this fucking podcast and like really talk. Like I would, I could, I could read maybe for an hour before this podcast and I could sound like I know some shit. But it would be complete utter nonsense because I have fucking no experience with war. I've never been in the military. I've never been to Russia. Never been to the Ukraine. Never met anybody from the Ukraine. Sure as fuck, haven't know any of their cultures or customs or the history of the area. You know, my grandmother was from Russia. Like it wouldn't mean shit. But yet you have people who who these internet heroes that are just again a great post I saw today. Here comes all the war advice for people who found something better to do from 2001 to 2021. Nothing sums it up better than that, huh? Yeah, and let me say, Vitaly Klitschko is—he's joining the fight. Is all I know. And we know that we know the Klitschkos are, are going to bring it. He's—he's he's literally supposedly taking up arms and is defending Ukraine. So beware, uh, Russia, you're fucked. Yeah, the, the Klitschkos. I mean, that's all. all that's all I need to know. And Vasily Lomachenko, man, he got some of the best warriors ever come from Ukraine. The fucking goats, man. Buckle up, baby. It's gonna be a well. Bump. If you came here for CrossFit twenty two point one, you got suckered into a long Kanye discussion, uh, world <laughs> politics, and again, our our casual narcissism, which is the best part of this show. Absolutely awesome. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this. We will be back again. We have a couple of good guests lined up, but we do want to do these open announcements and do a little shorter forum. But we'll be back again next week.